Okay, good morning, friends. Happy June 4th, 2022. Our next episode of Finding Meaning. And I truly mean it when I say our next episode. I, I truly hope as much as one can, you take some ownership in what's being presented through this podcast. Uh, hopefully, my, my deepest uh, hope is that we are, that I am able to offer you something that helps all of us. They help me tremendously. But I, I try to keep them short, concise, uh, use an economy of words, get to the point quickly so that you can build it into your day. That That's the whole point. You know, I, I could probably ramble on for an hour if I wanted to, uh, but I, I really want to make this the most useful thing that I could possibly make it, which is economy of words, short, concise, to the point. There's no reason to dilly-dally, uh, you know, talk about things that don't really matter. One of the things that drives me nuts about podcasts is that you'll uh, turn it on and there'll be, you know, the first four minutes of advertisements, the next five minutes of the person just chatting about random stuff and then the topic. So I won't do that. I really do want this to be something useful for you. So uh, let's, let's get to it, right? Let's get to it. It is a Saturday morning, 725. Uh, I want to I talk about meeting yourself for the first time. Now that may sound a bit odd, right? Because you are under the full assumption that you already know yourself, that you uh, have this collection of memories and experiences that make you, you, and that there is no other you around, or within you, or around you. You are you. But I wanna suggest to you, and I want to uh, tell you, that there is another you. Now, it's not that all the qualities of the you, of, of who you are, are bad or wrong. It's not that you're a stranger to yourself completely. But there is an introduction that the spiritual life makes that you have to uh, be aware of. And this quest for meeting ourselves, this quest for uh, more than understanding of ourselves, but transformation of ourselves is the great driving force behind all spirituality, is the great driving force between the creation of all religion. Now, it's not, I don't think it's the reason religion exists. I think religion becomes self-serving, uh, self-consumed after about a couple generations from the founder of the religion. But I truly believe that what lies within us is this aching sort of knowledge that there's actually more here. There's more to us. There's more to life. Uh, forgive the ambient noise. Uh, it's too nice not to have the windows open, you know. So 
I guess the best way for me to try to explain meeting yourself for the first time is to is to maybe tell you a little bit about myself and how it happened with me and uh, I'll make that very brief. I never want the podcast to be about me. And then maybe I'll uh, maybe you can identify with some some of the story that I'm about to tell you. And and of course we'll keep it brief. You know, me, myself, like all of us, uh, was born into a world and was taught to be a certain way. There were expectations laid on me very early. And I don't mean good expectations here, folks. I don't mean uh, the normal expectations. Uh, we're, we're all expected to clean our room, or which I didn't do. <laughs> We're all expected to sort of adhere to a, a standard of rule in society. We're all expected to, you know, at least when I was little, uh, come home when it got dark out. You know, now the expectations are different. Kids are expected to have their phone on, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not talking about those sort of expectations. I'm talking about being born into a family system, being born into a society, being born into a way of belief a way of thinking that we quickly are taught is the correct way. That this is what it means for you to be in your family. This is what it means for you to be in this society. This is what it means for you to believe in this religion. And we're told on a very subconscious, although sometimes pretty obvious level, that this is the correct way that you need to be. And our identity is formed around that. Uh, what Richard Rohr calls the false ego, the false self, begins to solidify around those ideas. So, in my case, you know, uh, I was uh, expected to, you know, have my first drink very young. Really, I mean. No one said, you know, this is what it means to be in your family, so you need to, to drink. But there was this underlying expectation that to be a part of my family with my last name was to participate in this sort of lifestyle that included alcohol and drugs and fighting and, you know, uh, racism even at times. Excuse me, folks. Why I get a drink? Bominos. Excuse me. Um, that's the first. I've never blown my nose on a podcast. <laughs> um, so you're you're born into this, and and there are expectations laid on to you that are derived from and given to you by other people. And so you take on those qualities of, of other people. Uh, my mother had a very defensive quality, a very aggressive at times quality. My father was a, a very much a, a, a kind of a 1950s kind of rough guy. You know, and all these qualities were placed upon us because it's what they knew. You know, it's how they survived life. However, you will notice that 
those qualities, those ways of thinking and behaving were someone else's. And if you went back into the life of whoever it is that helped you form those early qualities, those early aspects of your identity, uh, you would find that they were placed on them, on the people who taught you by someone else. And then if you went back and you looked at who taught those people, etc., 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 you get the idea. And so what happens is, yeah, we have this person that we've become. Not all those qualities are bad. You know, I was taught good qualities too. Uh, I was taught family's important. I was taught, you know, to, to um, protect the things I love. I, I was taught you know, good, there were good qualities that I, that I learned. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> However, they were framed and given to me by someone else also. So even my good qualities were, you know, that sort of loyalty, that, that, that the idea of deep friendship and deep connection. Uh, although, again, those were not consciously given to me, they were taught to me, but they were taught to me by someone else. So those qualities, be they good or bad, uh, are derived from someone else's understanding of reality. And even the good qualities that may come are still tinged with, you know, yeah, uh, reserve violence to be an option, reserve, you know, anger to be an option, reserve... Uh, the qualities of being a human, even in the good qualities, just in case you need them. I could do a whole podcast on that kind of thing. So we develop these ways of seeing reality. We develop these ways of feeling. We develop these ways of processing. We develop these ways of coping all through someone else's perception that is skewed. (laughs) that is not authentic or complete. And then we get to be, you know, my age, I'm 56, and it's easy to say, well, this is who I am. Matter of fact, our society teaches us that at some point we have to say, and it could be when you're 18 or 118, this is who I am and nothing's gonna change it. I am who I am and that's what I am, and. And we, we stake this claim on, on stuff. We say to ourselves, you know, I've got good qualities and I've got bad qualities, but that's what makes me human. That's what it means to be human. I'll try to live out the good qualities more. Um, and, and we often call that growth, right? And in a way, I suppose it's better than staking your claim on the bad qualities. But... Even if you are 118 years old, those qualities, those perceptions, those ways of being are still given to you by someone else, are still given to you and developed through your life in the false sense of what it means to be human. I think really understanding what it means to be human, really under, authentically understanding what it means to be oneself, is to meet a brand new self. I really do believe that. For me, 
Uh, it was the end of my first marriage, uh, my addiction, the end of my addiction that really prompted me to really stripped enough of the old self away. Enough bad stuff happened to me that it stripped enough of the old self away, not completely, but enough away for me to say, whoa, wait a second, there's something else here. There's something beyond my learned behavior. There's something beyond my learned perceptions. There's, there's a new perception. There's a new angle I can look at life through. There's a new way of, of being that, that is more than just fighting the addictions of the old self. It, it's a transformative thing. And, you know, that moment when I was 27, hard to believe this, 30 years ago, uh, where it was almost as if my soul was ejected out of that old life. And I was able to see and experience something profound. Now, unfortunately, you know, the end of my addiction, the end of my marriage caused a lot of harm to people. And for that, I'm so eternally sorry. But I will tell you, and I've heard this in in, in 12-step meetings before, way back in the day, that your worst day in life is your best day in life. Because it, it forced me to view how and who I was from a more authentic place. I met myself that day. Now, off and on throughout, I have walked away from myself, uh, you know, uh, it's easy in life to, as I have said many times in these podcasts, to go back to sleep. It's easy to even take that new perspective and then start layering false stuff on the new perspective. You know, which I did. I, I found years later that I took those same sort of negative qualities into recovery with me. And then when I understood that, I was able to, you know, see a different perspective. So my point is it's ongoing work. But I met a new person in myself. And I don't think you have to go through what I went through to get there. I I think you can do some legwork. I think you can do some service. You can be kind. You can be generous. Uh, you can simply keep asking yourself, is there a better way to be me? And I think if you sincerely look at what is ego, what is calcified ego in you, and, and say, you know, there's got to be a better thing, that ultimately you will work and uncover that authentic self, and you will actually meet yourself for the first time. And the qualities of the self that you will meet will be an understanding of compassion and understanding of empathy and understanding of love that you didn't have before, that wasn't there before. Yeah, you may have good qualities. You may intellectually know love is good. But when you begin to live from that place, you begin to be a new person. (coughs) I remember someone asking me a long time ago, I was in a conversation, and I said, I I think I've, I've changed into a new person. And this person looked at me and said, well, I think you've just gotten better to be yourself. And they didn't understand what I was saying. They were saying, you know, you've just made yourself what you are better. And I could not explain to them, no, this is a different thing. 
This is who I really am. This is beyond all the stuff that I was programmed to be. All the stuff that my mother, my father, uh, the teachers, the aunts, the uncles, the uh, friends. This is beyond all of that. This is a new or a more authentic person I am living from. So, you know, if I was to offer you what the goal of spirituality is, it is, it is really to just meet your original self, to meet your true self, to, to meet yourself for the first time. And that's an ongoing introduction. So, there you have it, my friends. Uh, I thank you for your work. Not just listening to this podcast, and we're growing, and I'm grateful. And, you know, we've got the new website, by the way, findingmeaning1.com. It's very rudimentary, but and I'm trying to find points of contact. There's a Facebook group, Finding Meaning. But I thank you for not just listening to me, but applying this in your life because the more you know your authentic self, the better our world is, the better the world I'm raising my children is, the better world, it's a better world when we know that we are authentically loving, kind, and compassionate people. Take care, friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.